0: Dear friends, hello, hello, hello. We have a guest from Estonia and people from Estonia that don't smile much, Mm -hmm. but if they smile, they become very, very handsome. Uh, His name is Sim Land. And why Sim Land surprised me very much? Because, you know, this young, handsome man thinking a lot about longevity and about how to live a healthy life. He is the author of the books, he has YouTube channel, and he is helping people to live long and happy life. Uh, am I correct, Singh?
1: Yeah, I well, hope so. hope so that they do <laughs> help people to live longer and healthier. But yeah, that's what I do. Like, I write books and uh, create content about longevity, uh, anti-aging, uh, as well as like, uh, performance and uh, like health optimization.
0: That is wonderful, you know, uh, now I'm shooting a movie, my team is shooting a movie, and it is called Forever Young. Um, It is a documentary film. And I just met a person who is 80 years old, and he said uh, for him the reason, and he looks very young, the reason to look young and to be young for him is love. Because the person whom he loves, she is sick, and he wants to take care of her as long as possible. And I like that story because I think, wow, love is the reason to live long for the other person. For you, I understand that you a lot, uh, not only for yourself, but for all people. So you want all the humanity to uh, live longer. And that is wonderful what you're doing. My first question to you. Um, you wrote a book about stress, Stronger, stronger by Stress. Unfortunately, yeah. a lot of business people and even not business people, people who are just working and all of us now surrounded by enormous amount of stress. Some people are doing revolutions. Some people are at the meetings. Some people, you know, they um, just take every news as a stress. Our parents become older. That is a stress. So... Covid nineteen. So I, I I don't remember that amount of stress. Maybe it was during the war only when we people had that much stress. So how we can use the stress for the good? Hmm.
1: Well, uh, it's uh, mostly it's a matter of like your perspective of how do you look at it. So like there is always something that you can learn from like even like the worst of situations, and there's always something that you can you know, positive that you can gain from it. So it's a mo- mostly like a matter of mindset of what do you focus on? Are you focusing on the bad things that are happening? or Are you focusing on like, OK, what is what is this opportunity that I can use? Because like, you know, stress is all also like an opportunity to like either change something, break uh, like bad or break old narratives or break old patterns and, you know, build something new. It's like, you know, the uh, the like a phoenix is rising from the ashes that, uh, you know, it dies, but it, it comes back reborn. And uh, our own like you know human bodies are also supposed to be able to deal with these kinds of stressors uh, because um we'- c- encountered like different kinds of physical stressors in the past, like cold and famines and starvation, as well as uh, yeah, like wars and conflict that are like very part of the human evolution and uh like you know we've made it so far <laughs> we've made it a uh, quite a long time and uh yeah like we shouldn't let's say we should we should realize that the stress is something that is actually helping us to become stronger uh by like teaching us new skills teaching us to be more innovative figure out new solutions and also just you know become uh, tougher uh, as a whole
0: um Agree with you, agree and disagree at the same time. So tell me, please, uh, number one, why you are that much into that topic of uh, stress and longevity yourself? You didn't suffer from any disease. You are not hundred years old. You are very young. So what is that? Why you are into this subject?
1: Uh, well, uh, in terms of um, like uh, longevity and anti aging, it's just uh, it's it's a way of actually like. Um, you know of course there's the aspect of being living longer and uh, being able to spend time with friends and family and that sort of thing but there's also like this let's say productivity aspect (laughs) like uh, the uh, all the chronic diseases that happen with aging uh, like uh, diabetes cancer cardiovascular disease they're very they're a huge burden on the economy and uh, like our productivity as a species in general so we're wasting a lot of resources trying to fix those diseases and uh, like like so far we've been focusing only on like these diseases itself we're focusing on like what kind of drugs can we take to cure a particular disease like like what what kind of drugs to be used to treat cardiovascular disease and uh, hypertension and those things but uh, all of those all of those diseases are caused by aging itself so like the older you get the bigger your risk of getting cancer and the bigger your risk of you know getting any kind of disease because your like immune system gets weaker as you get older just metabolic health gets uh, worse and uh, everything gets worse uh, as you get older so what is causing this let's say program to run that is causing aging and if you try to let's say slow down the process and fix it to a certain extent then you're all already curing the other diseases as well so you're basically covering all the other uh, diseases of aging like you know heart disease uh, cancers and uh, alzheimers so that is why i think it's just um, like a productivity thing as well that uh, we as a as a civilization are just um, where of course like mostly unhealthy people and the vast majority of people are unhealthy and it is kind of uh, driving down like our productivity and potential as a, as a species.
0: But uh, for you uh, Sim, uh, I can see that you are very healthy and you didn't, uh, thanks god I touched the wood you know, I touched the wood, uh, um, you didn't have any disease, you were doing sport, you were doing weightlifting, so why, uh, why this topic of concern to you?
1: Well, like I don't want to get sick, or like I don't want—I don't want to. It's like a preventative thing for me. Like um, I do it so that uh, I wouldn't, like you know, get sick and uh, put uh, any like additional burden on my f- friends and family if I were to be sick, so to say. So yeah, for me, it's a—it's a matter of preventative uh, healthcare.
0: That is wonderful. So let's go about this thing about fasting. I saw your uh, interview on YouTube channel how you were fasting 72 hours and after fasting 48 or 60 hours you were looking better than you were <laughs> looking in the <laughs> beginning so how all that is possible and uh, why you doing it why you are doing that
1: Yeah well uh, fasting or some intermittent fasting as it's called it's a very common like ancient practice that has been done for yeah, thousands of years by different kinds of societies and uh, usually people do it for like uh, religious purposes or spiritual purposes but it also has a profound effect on the body and uh, the aging process so what happens during fasting is like basically in a, in, in a very simple way is that the body starts to clean house it starts to uh, eliminate this uh, junk material that accumulates there and you know the older we get uh, the more junk we begin to accumulate and if we never like clean it out then eventually, it's just going to start to slow down the other processes, the other healthy processes that are supposed to go on. Like we get worse uh, in our cognition, and we get worse in our like um, like muscle muscle function, and uh, even like digestion and those things. They 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 get accumulated with junk, and the fasting can is a way to kind of eliminate that and kind of eliminate these uh, old zombie cells that are also you know moving around and spreading stress and spreading inflammation in the in the body so that is one of the ways that fasting can help to kind of uh, slow down some of the aging process and uh, also treat some of the diseases
0: what were you feeling when you were doing it because you know for us for people who never did it it sounds like a horror film you know like you should starve to death or you should feel fatigue or you should just... but you were even participating in some events and you even said that you went to your brother to see his rock concert. So actually <laughs> you were doing a lot of stuff. So yeah. what are the feelings? How are you surviving that?
1: Well, uh, like, uh, it's initially uh, it is hard if you're not used to it. If you're like used to eating uh, a lot uh, and very frequently, then it's uh, something uh, somewhat hu- stressful. So you get hungry and you get the cravings and you get your mind gets uh, somewhat distracted. But I personally have been doing it, you know, for a long time, and um, my body has gotten used to it, and my body has also gotten very, like, efficient at uh, burning my own body fat stores for energy. So I don't get really that hungry, and I don't get like a crash in my energy levels because I'm like literally burning my own uh, body fat for fuel. And uh, what, ha- as a consequence of that, what happens is also this somewhat of a heightened sense of uh, mental clarity. So I, I don't really experience like any massive cravings and i don't experience this uh like fluctuations in blood sugar it's a very like a blissful state actually that uh, your brain tends to have like a little bit more energy
0: so you're actually feeling when you are fasting even better than when you're not fasting
1: well a a little bit like i i still don't have like um you know as much strength or power as I would have been eating, so of course, like I'm, I'm not like a vigorous in terms of uh, like my physical movements or something, uh, but uh, in terms of like the mental well-being, then I do, yeah. It's like a very else, like a very, yeah, like a tr- semi blissful state that uh, is, is somewhat enjoyable to a certain extent.
0: So uh, tell me, please. Uh, I read a book by Paul Breck. Maybe you heard about that, and it's like explains the easy way of fasting, and uh, it's recommended to start from one day a week at last to to feel it. Because maybe if we go immediately into seventy-two hours, a lot of people will die after that interview, right. and I don't want to do it. So, really, how you recommend to start trying it and start doing it? You said we need to clean the house. Actually, yeah. we cannot clean immediately all the house. At least, how to start doing that?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, well. You don't need to go on a, like a long fast immediately um, so you can even do something that is called like time restricted eating where you basically just skip breakfast and you eat uh, lunch and dinner so that is also like a form of fasting and you do get like some of the benefits um in smaller amounts so that is that is exactly that the thing that you can start off with and and uh, kind of uh, teach your body to uh what is what it's like to be fasting and uh like from there you can take it into something like you can do like once a week you eat only once a day that is also like a good good example of that and uh after that you may want to consider doing like a 48 hour fast or a 72 hour fast but uh yeah like you don't necessarily need to push it that that long so fasting is only like a one single part of this anti-aging process and uh it's not inherently better than others. So, uh, you know, as long as you're still eating healthy and exercising, then you don't need to go for these, like, very long fasts. Like, some people go for, I don't know, 10-day fasts or 70-day fasts. Uh, That's something I don't really think that is necessary, and it may actually be more harmful than good. So, yeah, like, I think uh, the kind of maximum benefits that you tend to see are around, like, 72 hours, um, and probably you don't really need to go for longer than that. And uh, I personally do it at maybe, like, Three, three or four times a a year, uh, these uh, seventy-two hour fasts. So, like once every quarter is uh, probably like a good, good interval to do it. And a lot of days, I'll do more like this interval fasting that I just eat maybe once or twice a day.
0: Well, this is this is nice to know, and I think it will be nice to try at least once day a week. Why not? And there are so many people who say that it will accumulate your own cells. Your uh, uh, you know, steam cells and that that it's, you know, that it's something new and very interesting. Uh, you said that it's only one point which we concentrated. Right. What are the other points of uh, your study? What else are you doing besides this uh, using the stress right? and uh, also fasting? What else are you doing?
1: Yeah, well, I think uh, just eating the... Uh semi-clean diet is uh, also very important so like your food is something that you you know consume on a regular basis and it is required to get all the essential nutrients that you need and also give you the energy so uh, you can't be fasting for forever because eventually you're going to run out of energy and uh, that's where your body begins to break down Uh, so yeah like a good quality nutrition which mostly just uh, like whole foods uh, fruits vegetables uh, meats uh, fish eggs tubers Those are the things. Just uh, whole natural foods tend to be the healthiest because uh, you don't want to be overeating calories either. Because uh, calorie excess, you know, gaining weight, uh, becoming obese, um, eating just higher calorie foods tend to also be harm harmful for longevity. And uh, animals that live longer tend to be experiencing some form of like calorie restriction. So you don't want to be you know gaining, becoming obese uh, from eating too much food and too many calories. So that's why like a whole foods you know vegetables tend to have very few calories and uh, that's why you can you know be satiated from them uh, without over consuming calories and of course exercise is very important one like underrated excess form of exercise or anti-aging is a uh, resistance training so like um, you know weightlifting and uh, muscle building is very important because uh, as you get older you're like muscle mass and bone density begins to deteriorate, and it's harder to like maintain muscle mass. And uh, if you have less muscle mass, then it's also um, easier to get like a diabetes and become obese because muscle is uh, like a metabolically active tissue. So the more muscle mass you have, then it's easier for you to stay lean. It's easier to uh, burn calories, and it's easier to have like stable blood sugar levels. So building muscle throughout your entire lifetime with uh, resistance training. Is a very um, preventative uh, strategy for uh, anti-aging and being more functional in your later years. Because if you don't do, if you have like you know bone uh, low bone density because of not you know strengthening the bones with exercise, then you're also like at a higher risk of osteoporosis and uh, like hip fractures. So like hip fractures, like one one in four people who get hip fractures that die within a year. So, so because of the hip fracture. So uh, yeah, like older people are very um, at risk of fragile. It and, like, they
0: are very fragile. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, my exactly. God. You
0: know, uh, you know, uh, you seem, sounds like a doctor. I don't know. I think you should be also a doctor at the same time because you studied that topic that much. But I know that you're not only doing that, that you were anthropologist before. So tell me, please, since your first profession is anthropology, uh, our diet changed for the last hundred years. Let's say why we start thinking about this dieting. I think people hundred years ago, they didn't think about that
1: yeah well of course uh, people you know a few centuries ago didn't have access to like that many calories so they were all, all always um, you know barely making ends meet and uh, they had to work for their food all the time so they had to grow it and uh, you know uh, plow the fields and uh, you know that's, that sort of thing so that if they were burning a lot of calories as they were obtaining their calories uh, but uh, nowadays we can just eat thousands of thousand calories without burning any calories at all, and that just creates this situation where we're exposed to that much nutrition, but we're not using it, and we're therefore our body is forced to store it as as body fat. So uh, yeah, that's the biggest uh, kind of um, mismatch in terms of uh, our like the evolutionary environment and the modern environment, and of course there is also the discrepancy between the kinds of foods that we eat. So in the past. People ate, um, like, let's say, hunter-gatherers, hunter-gatherers, foragers, they ate, like, a more higher protein diet, so they ate more meats. Uh, They also ate, you know, tubers and fruits, but they didn't eat, like, this uh, standard American diet or the Western or the junk food diet that has little to no protein as well as uh, uh, high amounts of fats and uh, sugar. So that is another example of this mismatch.
0: What about Estonia? I think people in Estonia, most of them, they look very lean and the diet is very good, you know, it's like all people, they take care about their health a lot.
1: I would say so, yeah, like it's definitely more than the other countries that I've uh, been to and uh, yeah, well the, yeah, I think uh, the Estonians, they don't, (laughs) at least like people don't really uh, bother or they don't, they don't have the means to let's say go to restaurants that often or like they don't go to the uh, takeaway or takeouts uh, where like junk food restaurants that often so that is also part of the reason so like if people were to cook more of their own food then they would like also make better choices a little bit but uh, they will also get like fewer calories because in the restaurants all the foods are very um, higher in calories because of like they're cooked in a lot of uh, oils uh, they're also uh, you know maybe Made slightly hyper palatable with different sauces and types of things, so that you would be more motivated to eat. So cooking your own food at home, and uh, yeah, sticking to like whole foods, this tra- kind of traditional foods, is uh, probably the the reason why Estonians maybe you know less less obese than the rest of the world.
0: You know, because you sound like a very talented and professional doctor, you know, I have the feeling you want to do exercise and fasting and eat healthy and don't go to restaurants that much because, you know, uh, Sima saying, please follow me, look at me, be like me, then you will be very healthy. That, that is how it sounds. But tell me please, French people, they go to restaurants and cafes all the time, but most of them, they also look good. And by the way, they live long.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah. The uh, French uh, actually have a one reason for that or like one of one of the reasons is um the uh like the they use like different kinds of fats also in their cooking Uh, so they don't use these uh, inflammatory vegetable oils like uh, sunflower oil and uh, safflower oil canola oil and uh, they use actually you know butter and lard for their cooking so the difference between them is that uh, the inflammatory vegetable oils they tend to make your body more uh Incident sensitive or, or more the fat cells become more sensitive towards fat storage and they also promote like inflammation so they're worse for your health as a consequence of that as well compared to the animal fats um, and uh, the animal fats are also, I would imagine they're also more satiating to a certain extent so if they do eat these you know high fat you know duck or uh, liver pate and those other sort of things they're also satiated from it so they get more nutrients uh, whereas the vegetable oils are Mostly depleted from all the nutrients, and there's also like you know the French, uh, the French you know culture isn't like um, they don't eat overeat, so they do eat like higher calorie foods or high fat foods, but they don't overeat either. Uh, so sort to of say, so it's not like that they <laughs> they don't eat uh, the entire duck; they may eat only like a little bit of it.
0: Uh, when you were uh, fasting, I saw that you put uh, in your cup uh, some salt. Why you were doing it?
1: yeah well uh, you know salt is a essential mineral uh, or sodium and uh, salt is needed for yeah like many processes like muscle contractions and uh, you know heart rhythm and uh, blood pressure so uh, while you're fasting your body tends to lose um, some of the salts uh, because you're not uh, eating any foods and you're just you know mostly excreting it um, and uh, therefore in order to comp- compensate for that then now uh, you adding some salts during the fasting window can be a uh, good good way to like prevent cramp crampings and pre- prevent like you know fatigue and lethargy uh,
0: i think Sim, that you are preparing to go in with a long mask to mars that's why <laughs> i think you are fully prepared already with all this equipment with great mind with knowing how to use the stress and how to use a health- healthy diet and even fasting that was really big pleasure i hope uh, after we do the first steps because uh, for most of us, it's the first steps in this healthy lifestyle and fasting. We will meet with you again and tell you where are we now. Maybe then we will be ready to uh, to the next step because now it's already, you know, overwhelming Uh, (laughs) because you do everything right. I think you never drink Coca-Cola, no? Coffee, chocolates, do you have (laughs) that or you never eat it?
1: Well, I I do, like coffee is actually like a healthy drink, I think, uh, and uh, chocolate is also has some nutrients and it ha- can be health benefits. Uh, like uh, I don't drink like uh, you know Coca Cola the sugary version, but like yeah. Other, other than that, I I don't like I do have like you know cake every once in a while on some like birthdays or uh, Christmas or something. So uh, yeah, it's not it's not gonna matter. Like what what matters most is what you do. Uh, you know eighty percent of the time, uh, and you know the twenty percent of the time can be can be you know whatever <laughs> something that you enjoy.
0: So, once a year during Christmas time, at least we can afford one cake, according to Simland <laughs> and that's already big release. Dear Sim, thank you so much for your knowledge, for your books, and for your great example. I don't think many people you know are doing that, and you're doing it with big passion. It's Estonian passion, but it is a passion, <laughs> and you are very consistent in what you are doing, and that is really that is great that you deserve such a big part of your life to that. And I think this study will help a lot of people to be healthy and to, know the, to have the key from the good and healthy life. Thank you so much for what you are doing. It's really a pleasure to study and to know. And good luck to you, to your researchers. Thank you for being with us. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Thank you. thank you. Uh, dear friends, hello, hello, hello. Can you imagine if I tell you that we will meet a person Who is, who is? Coca-Cola called him dynamite. And I think Coca-Cola, dynamite itself already. Microsoft called him outstanding. New York life, phenomenon, phenomenous. So it's the only person ever compete in four winter Olympic games. Maybe this person is 120 years old. I don't know, four times in Olympic games. And you know that Olympic games is not very often. Uh, It is Ruben Gonzalez, absolutely unique person. Hello, dear Ruben.
2: Olga, how are you? Great to be here.
0: Great to be with you. Uh, You know, since uh, you are such a really, really powerful person, maybe the person like that uh, doesn't exist in the world anymore, and I'm sure he doesn't (laughs) exist. I, since we have that luxury opportunity to meet you, my first question to you. You wrote uh, a book. You are the author of the book and you are a famous speaker for big companies. Uh, Your book is called Unstoppable. And as I can see by this Olympic and by the thing that you're doing luge, even a lot of people don't know what is this sport about. Tell me please, how is it possible to be in the Olympic games four times? Is it ever possible? Because for me it's impossible. (laughs)
2: When I was 20, I always had the Olympic dream ever since I was a little boy, but I'm not a great athlete. I'm not fast. Right. And so I was always the last one picked for sports in school. So I didn't believe it was possible when I was 21 years old. I'm watching the the 1984 Sarajevo Winter Olympic Games. And I saw this little figure skater, Scott Hamilton, a tiny little guy. He wins the gold medal. And he gave me hope. I thought, if that little guy can win, I can at least play. I will be in the next ones no matter what. I just have to find a sport. <laughs> now, uh, I lived in Houston, Texas. Houston is very hot and humid. No ice, okay? Uh, only ice is in your drinks. And so I picked the luge. The luge is a little sled. that You go down the, uh, the, the, the bobsled track. And uh, the, uh, the, the main track in Russia is the one in Segulda in, in, uh, in Latvia, right? And so you train uh, on this track, you're going 140 kilometers per hour, pulling six Gs on some of the curves. It's very dangerous and very difficult to learn. But uh, my nickname in high school was Bulldog, because I was always very tenacious, very uh, never quit personality. So I thought this one is good for me because... Uh, looks like a lot of broken bones, maybe be a lot of quitters, I won't quit, I'll make it to the top on the attrition rate, right, and so I went um, knowing it would be tough, and before I went, and the track in the U.S. was in Lake Placid in New York, before I went, I had to prepare myself mentally, right, and so I thought myself, what will I do if, uh, you know, if I break my leg, or if I break a bone, because they told me, you're going to get hurt a lot, and I and so I thought, well, I've broken bones before. You know, you wear a cast 40 days later, it's healed and it's stronger than before. So when you think about it, a broken bone is a temporary inconvenience, right? So I had prepared myself mentally. You always have to prepare for the worst, but hope for the best, right? And, uh, and I did break a few bones, but I was ready mentally for it. I had a plan. Uh, the other guys, they got hurt. They didn't even break anything and they would quit because they, they thought it was going to be easy, right? Uh, success is tough. Okay, it's going to take everything you have, but you have what it takes. If it's in your heart, you know, you have what it takes. You just have to work hard. So I went to Lake Placid and four years and a few broken bones later, I made the Calgary Olympics 1988. And then I kept competing and I made the um, uh, competed in the Albertville in France, Albertville in 1992. And then I quit. I wanted to do other things. Right. And I quit for seven years. And my coach, he uh, called me again and he convinced me to come back. And he says, come on, you must come back. Salt Lake City Olympics will be the best. U.S. Olympic spirit is crazy. You, you'll regret it if you don't come back. And I told him, I will only come back if my, if my brother comes, OK, because we have five years. Maybe he can learn the sport. Maybe he can break into the top 50 in the world. You always have to be in the top 50 to compete. Uh, who knows? Maybe he can do it. And, well, how old is he? I told him he's 30 years old. He goes, 30 years old? Are you crazy? <laughs> I said, oh, you have to see this guy's incredible. You know, he's got a great, he's mentally tough. So he went and he caught the dream. He tried, started training too. And we made Olympic history. First time two brothers compete against each other in the luge, right? Quit again, right? I started writing books and I started uh, speaking professionally. And for six years, six, seven years, I was building my business. And after six or seven years, business was was good, and I started getting bored again, right? I like a challenge. <laughs> so I thought, you know, no one has ever competed in four Winter Olympics in four different decades, right? I have 80s, 90s, 2000s. 2010 is Vancouver. That will be four different decades, right? I thought, that's good. You know, that might be good for business, right? <laughs> Another record. And so I started competing again. Everybody, I was 47 at the, uh, at the, uh, Vancouver Olympics. Everybody thought I was a coach every day. Somebody, Oh, what are you coaching? No, I'm a, I'm an athlete. Ah, come on. What are you coaching? They didn't believe me. Right. Uh, but, um, but, but when they saw that I was, uh, really, you know, an athlete, they got excited. They said, Hey, do it for the old guys. Okay. <laughs> Cause we want to be competing too. So, uh, whenever I speak to a group, my goal is to do for them what that figure skater did for me right to take their excuses away everybody allows fear of failure and fear of the unknown to hold them back right and those are two ghosts if you do what you fear nine times out of ten you realize that you know oh that was not so bad you know the fear disappears the fear is here it's negative visualization that's what it is and so if you face your fears you discover that you, you, you can do it, right? And so that's what I try to do through my presentations, inspire other people to go for it in life. You only live once, you know, let's, let's go for it.
0: Ruben, you know, it sounds like a legendary person because really being 47 in the sport that is so dangerous when you can break your bones and this bobsleigh, I don't know why uh, I was always watching bobsleigh because, you know, it's in a way that nothing depends from you. For me it looked like that because you just go like a bullet like a rocket real wheel, 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 you know and i was thinking what kind of sport that is how these coaches put these poor guys when nothing depends from them and maybe they will break their head because i think the speed can be 100 kilometers for this luge yeah
2: oh yeah 140 sometimes depends on the track but um you're driving, okay? When you watch this on TV, they think all that we do is hold on and pray, right? Yeah. <laughs> but no, we're making corrections the whole way down to have the perfect line that will give you the best time, right? It's the only sport, the luge is the only sport that has time to one thousandth of a second, one thousands, okay? Even the 100 meter dash in 100 meters in the Olympics is 1 100th one of a second, right? But we're 1 1000. Everything counts how we prepare the sled, how we drive, even our breathing, okay? If you hold your breath, a lose run takes about one minute. If you hold your breath, which is easy to do if you're scared to death, <laughs> yeah. uh, you're slower, okay? You're slow because you're tight, right? And you have to be relaxed. In any sport, you need to be relaxed so, so you can be fluid and so you can you know, uh, have faster reaction time. And so they teach us to exhale at the entrance and exit of every curve. At first, I couldn't do it past two curves, right? I'd get scared. And then as I got more experience, I started doing it. And if you do that, then you're able to relax more. And, they, and then once you can do that, they say, okay, now try to smile. Try to go the whole way with a soft smile in your mouth, okay? Not, not this smile, okay? A soft smile. Because if you can relax your jaw, right? And you relax your hands, which they they tell sprinters, too. Soft hands, soft mouth, all right? That makes you faster. And so... That's the next step. And, and you prepare lots of mental uh, preparation uh, to, to learn, right? It's, it's a little bit like Formula One, where the person that has the best you know, lines is going to win. Right. And then consistency is important too. Okay. Now all these things I'm saying are true in life too. Okay. If you're making a sales call, right. Or, or, or you're proposing to somebody to marry you, you better not be tight. You better be loose and relaxed. Right. Otherwise everybody gets nervous and nothing's going to (laughs) happen. So, um, I never, to. Proposed,
0: I never proposed anybody to get married to me, actually, vice versa, uh, somebody else was doing that for me, but I can imagine definitely in work, in business, uh, in relationship, if you are very afraid and you're full of fears and you cannot breathe, nobody will be attracted by your behavior because it is the sign that you're uh, afraid. Uh, honestly, I will tell you, I'm very much shocked because I did uh, four movies about Olympic champions. Uh, I'm director and producer of the movies and I'm no sure kidding that you did it four times and you were 47. It's, uh, it's really very dangerous and thanks God that you didn't break your head, your leg, <laughs> <luck>, any bones. My <laughs> Next question to you, uh, you know, um, okay, these secrets, let's say a few secrets that we can use in business um okay you did it uh, you were already 21 which is already very late to be in the olympic games when you start doing that uh, and a lot of people they say uh we afraid to do something because we are old or we never did it how we can use this your secret in life and in business what do you think
2: yeah young people think they're too young and old people think they're too old everybody can come up with an excuse right uh, if you're scared any excuse will do right but um the best time is now. It doesn't matter if you're old or young or middle. Right now, the person that that takes advantage, that that takes action right now, is going to be ahead of everybody that's still waiting. Okay, it's um, it's so important. And you, um, people sometimes ask me, you know, what's what if you don't know what your dream is? Well, what was your dream when you were 12 years old, when you were 10 years old? Maybe that will direct you towards an industry, right, That where you would be happy to work in, right? Maybe you wanted to be an NBA player, but you're 50 years old now and you're short, right? You're not going to play basketball, okay, in the NBA at the but maybe you can be a coach for your church team. Maybe you can sell basketballs. Maybe you can be work at the front office of your local basketball professional team. And now you're surrounded in an environment where that's your dream and, and you'd, you'd be happier, right? So um, you have to, um, I tell people, you know, you have to dedicate yourself to the pursuit of your dream. And that's how you make uh, your life an adventure right when coach told me when he was trying to talk me into coming back and he said you're gonna regret it first he called me he's this austrian coach three-time world champion it's like if michael jordan is teaching you basketball right and um he calls me the first time ruben you must come back and needs Argentina because I was the Argentina team. I said, Coach, thanks, but no thanks. I got a family now. I'm done. Thanks, but no thanks. I hung up on him. I was so happy. First time I hung up on him in my life. Right? <laughs> he calls back, right? He's a winner. He doesn't take no for an answer, right? He goes, Ruben, you know, uh, Salt Lake City will be amazing, right? If you, you know, you regret it if you miss it. Oh, I don't want to regret anything in life, right? And so now, uh, thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> hung up again. But that time it hurt. Right. And thank God he called again. He said, I got a deal for you, you know, and uh, you, I'll give you free training two weeks in Calgary, Canada. And that's when I told him I will only go if my brother goes. He's seen me go to two Olympics. I've seen the look in his eyes. He's mentally tough. He can do it. And then they worked. Right. But I don't want to miss anything. When I was a teenager, I remember I read this book and I'm a reader. OK, let me show you. I'll show you some stuff here. This is my office. See, look, I, I am a student of success, okay? I've read 10 times, not 10, three times as many as these books, okay? On how to be better, how to yeah, this, uh, be the uh, best Ruben like, that I can uh,
0: be. Uh, this office looks really like an office of a very young guy who is very curious about life, who is studying, who is investigating. It more looks like really somebody very, very young, like a student. And that is bravo to you, Ruben.
2: I'm a student, you know. There's a saying here in the states. You know, it's like plants, right? If uh, if you're green, you know, if you're still growing, right? But if you're ripe, you're you're gonna start rotting, right? <laughs> I am green, baby. I'm I'm always learning, right? I'm always learning. Um, and let me show you here. Since oh, can you still see me?
0: Yes, absolutely, I can.
2: Okay. When I decided I wanted to do the luge. I didn't even know where the track was. OK, and so I wrote Sports Illustrated a letter, Sports Illustrated the magazine. I thought they've got they have to know right? it's their job to know. And they sent me this picture of a guy on a luge. And I put the picture on inside this frame and I put it right in front of my room in my bed, right in front of my bed in my bedroom. First person I saw in the morning when I woke up was the luge man, right? He reminded me, I'm training for the Olympics. I have to eat right. I have to hang around winners, listen to good audios, read good books, uh, exercise, right? And at night, before I shut off the lights, the last person I saw every night was the luge man, right? And so what do you think I dreamt about? I dreamt about the Olympics. The luge. He kept me going. You have to keep your goals in front of you, Right. So you don't forget them because otherwise life happens, right? Life happens. And then six months go by, a year goes by, 18 months go by. And then you think, oh my gosh, I was training for the Olympics and I totally forgot. I mean, that, it happens. So you have to put, keep them in front. My office is filled with Olympic stuff and, and, and uh, memorabilia and things from, you know, uh, to, to keep me going, to keep me going, right? Uh, things like this. Look, play like a champion today, right? That, I can see that from my desk, right, every morning I, when I sit down. And, and so that helps fuel my my strength, right? And uh, and that's things that anybody can do. I'm not special. I'm just a regular guy that got to do some pretty fun crazy things because I followed some success principles that I learned from the books, right? And success principles, by definition, they're a set of rules that work for anyone, anywhere, anytime, right? It just helps you find, reach that goal faster. And so I believe that 90% of success is who you associate with. Who you hang around with. Uh, I tell people, you have to find somebody that's already done what you want to do, right? That's your coach. That's your guide. That's your mentor, right? Find somebody that's already done it, and then find several people that have already done it, and then spend all your time with them, because you will pick up their habits, and before long, you'll automatically start doing the things that you need to do to reach the dream, and if you have a question, they'll help you. When I Um, I used to sell copiers in Houston copying machines like Xerox machines yeah and I did that for years and then right before the Salt Lake City Olympics 2002 little boy in my in in my neighborhood uh, fifth grade boy he said uh, Ruben when you come back from the Olympics will you be my show and tell project in school Mm -hmm. show and tell is like uh, it's a day where they tell all the children, okay, bring something from home, right? You know, uh, bring a bring this uh, anything, a stapler or anything, and then you're gonna go up on in the front and tell us about it, right? Tell a story about it, maybe your favorite toy, just to teach them how to speak, right, and how to speak in front of people. And so I thought, sure, why not? And so I took the sled, right? This is my, one of my sleds. I took the helmet. I took the Olympic torch because I was a torch bearer. And I thought, I'm going to win, finally going to win a gold medal against these kids, right? And show and tell. I was so happy. <laughs> and so I go to the school. The principal takes me to the cafeteria, right? And uh, he, they called it the auditorium. There's 200 kids sitting in the floor. And he said, you got 45 minutes. Go ahead. And I thought I was going to die, okay? Because believe it or not, I'm a shy guy. I get, I'm, I'm a very introverted person. But when it comes time to talk about personal development, Olympics. It's like Clark Kent becomes Superman, right? For a few minutes, right? And so I, th- when I saw all those kids, I panicked. And the door looked so inviting. I thought, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And I said a prayer. I said, God, what do I do? And what I felt I needed to do, and, and let's get this straight. I've never heard God uh, talk to me, okay? <laughs> but he has put thoughts in my mind and he's put feelings in my heart, right? And what I felt I needed to do was... Just tell the kids your story and give them some tips to help them reach their dream, right? And I did. And afterwards, the the teachers, they surrounded me, and said, what do we have to do to get you to stick around another hour? We'll bring the fourth graders, they need to hear this too. Oh, bring them on, that was actually kind of fun. That's when I discovered that I I didn't die speaking in front of people. And in fact, I enjoyed it, right? It was a fear that was here, but I didn't know. I didn't know I had this gift. And everybody's like that, do you understand?
0: Ruben, you know, uh, I want to tell that, uh, really, that is amazing that, you know, being an Olympic guy, a sport guy, because for you, it might be boring, you know, to live normal life, even to give speeches, even to write books, because you are very energetic, and you need these high goals, and you like sport, you know, so in a way, it's interesting how you put all this energy that you experienced you are putting it now to help people. And that is amazing about what you are doing because not everybody can try luge just by because by the the physical situation. And not everybody has that courage to do it four times, especially when you are 47. You know, unfortunately in many countries when you are 40, it's considered to be very old, almost like the end of the life. It's only in Japan people live till 95 and 40 is like a teenager. (laughs) I think what you are doing, the greatest thing about that, that you pack all that knowledge and all this fear and all these hesitations into program that can be used by other people, which I think is very rewarding. That's why they call you dynamite. You know that in a way it's dynamite. As my last question to you, uh, I hope that we will see each other again because you gave me such a big spirit, Oh yeah, uh, you know, of everything, like I like what you said, you should find somebody, a mentor, whom you can talk, who can inspire, who can guide you in a way, then you can come back to your things, to your, you know, buttons, you can come to your ships, whatever, but you need to be to have somebody in this time of resilience, uh, you know, pandemic and everything. Uh, You know, uh, when you become in this great mood, then you listen to the news, then you see maybe somebody, God forbid, from your friends died or something happened, you know, after this high spirit, again, you become low. Mostly it's happening after the news, after watching TV, because all the aura around is very, very dramatic and depressing. How to put it back? How to put this? Because now you really, you sound and look like a teenager who is curious, who who is full of power, who likes what he's doing. How to put the spirit back when it's disappearing?
2: First of all, don't watch the news, okay? Uh, Seriously, I I have uh, never bought the newspaper. Uh, We've never had a a newspaper uh, subscription in my house ever, okay? We never watch the news. I hardly ever watch TV anyways. I like inspirational movies, but not, not normal TV. The news, The media makes money when the ratings are high. Okay, when the ratings are high, the way to get your ratings are high are two ways: make you mad and make you scared. If you're mad and scared, you're going to watch more, right? And and think about it: being mad and being scared doesn't help you reach your goals. Doesn't help you be better at work. So stay away from that. I tell when I speak to salespeople, I tell them, "Hey, stop watching the news. Stop reading the paper." but you can buy a subscription for your, for your competitor. <laughs> Let him get depressed. <laughs> you focus on what you need to do in the next 15 minutes to move your business forward, okay? Um, I started the Luge when I was 21. Most people start when they're 8, 9, 10 years old. Little kids, they're not afraid of that, right? They build them up slowly over 10 years. Me, they rushed me through. And for 25 years, I was scared. I was white knuckles, okay, the whole way down. I hated it. But I looked at the luge at, as the vehicle to help me reach my dream, okay? Um, so I didn't focus on the luge. I focused on the Olympics. That gave me the power, the strength, right? So your focus determines your your um, uh, your experience. When I started training for Vancouver, the last one, a couple of years before Vancouver, one of the coaches said, I can't believe you're still scared after all these years. What's going on in your head when you're going down the slide? You know, we're sliding. And I told him, man, as I see those walls going faster and faster, I get tighter and tighter by the bottom of the track. I'm tight. I can't believe I can even drive. He said, luge is not about speed. It's about who has the best time. Okay, you could be the fastest one. But if you crash at the end, you lost the race. So you need to stop looking at those walls. Okay, be like a horse, right like this and and focus on a spot in 30 feet. 30 yards, um, 30 feet, that'll be 10 meters in front of you. And your thinking needs to be, what do I need to do in every section of every curve to to assure I will have the best time? If you do that, the fear will disappear. That night I took about a hundred mind runs, right? Visualization runs like this, right? Next day I, I went down and the fear was gone. It didn't reduce, it disappeared. It was crazy. Changing the focus changes the experience. Don't focus on the economy. Don't focus on COVID. Don't focus on the news. That will just take you down. Let your competition do that. You focus on what do I need to do in the next 15 minutes? Who do I need to call? Maybe maybe somebody's not buying right now what I sell, but let's strengthen the relationship so when they are buying, I'm on the I'm the first one they're gonna call, right? Who do I need to talk to to build the business forward? And if you do that, you'll be okay. And you'll pass the competition. And afterwards, you know what everybody will say? Ah, you were lucky. <laughs> yeah, I was lucky I did what you weren't willing to do.
0: <laughs> Ruben, you know, that is really amazing because it is sounds simple, but it is not simple. I know it's not simple because what you're saying it's about laser focus it's not about focus it's about laser focus and I know you're giving speeches on the topic how to be laser focused for big corporations and companies but actually that is absolutely right I like that when you were sleeping you were imagining 1,000 times this you know road that's why it disappeared but this is really very revolutionary and very simple, but very difficult at the same time to do like that.
2: It's, it's yeah, it's simple, but not easy. Success is simple, but it's not easy. Um, it's gonna take everything you have. You have to be, like you said, focus. Uh, you have to, successful people think and talk about what they want. Average people, And unsuccessful people think about and talk about what they don't want. Whatever you think about and talk about gets bigger in your life. So if you're always talking about your dream, you want to become known for your dream. If people start calling you a fanatic, when an average person, and that's 80% of the people out there, okay, when an average person calls you a fanatic, that's a compliment. That means in our, for us, that means yeah, I'm a little focused. That's it, right? And if your focus is long term, like in the Olympics, it's four years, right? A long term focus and a long term dream helps you uh, make good decisions today, right? The longer away your 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 focus is, right, then the better for the decisions of today. If all you think about is what's going to be pleasing for me today, then you're never going to get anywhere. Right. You got to be thinking, is this going to be getting me? When somebody offered me a piece of cake, beautiful chocolate cake, oh, moist, <sighs> dripping with with sugar, and it was so good. Right. I would think, I, I, I didn't even, it was a, it, it was a, a, like a knee jerk reaction. Right. I would think, is that cake getting me closer or further from the Olympics? Cake, Olympics, cake. I think I'll take the Olympics. See? And so you make that question automatic all the time. If I do this, am I going to get closer to my dream or not? If not, throw it out. It's...
0: I will say that bravissimo, bravo. I agree with all these companies. I will repeat, phenomenal, outstanding, dynamic. Uh, you know, I think even a dead person will wake up after listening to Ruben Gonzalez because his combination of energy, wise and resilience and also consistency. And I think these qualities, no really together that make who is Ruben Gonzalez. I will be dreaming on a guy in Japanese to invite you one time again, I would like- to- I everything you said because it is very concise and I think it is a Bible for any Olympic champion, for any young businessman or for any person who want to be strong, young and to find one goal, goal and to reach it. Really, thank you so much. I enjoyed so much, Ruben. It was a big pleasure and you are very, very young. I think you can go to the fifth Olympics. I'm sure you will win uh, maybe. with this laser focus. And
2: <laughs> I love your passion. I love your passion. That's, that tells people that you believe, right? They, everybody's, you know, has a subconscious. Yeah, does she believe or not? You believe because you're passionate, right? Don't be afraid to be passionate, people, okay? Because that means you believe.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much. I really enjoyed so much. You're Superman, Spider-Man, Batman. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. My pleasure.